Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wheels on Fire. Today we'll be talking about a very special topic and it is about the post-race analysis of the 2021 Silverstone Grand Prix. That's exactly the same Grand Prix that we saw a few days ago, specifically last Sunday. And yes, as I mentioned on the other podcast, it was a very interesting race with a lot of action, but at the same time, there is still a lot to analyze and there was still a lot left from that podcast. So that is exactly what we are going to do today. So the first topic that we are going to talk about in order to start this post-race analysis is, as you may imagine, the controversy between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. That controversy that happened at lap one and that everyone started talking about it during the whole race from the very beginning when it happened till the end. And it is the same controversy that everyone is actually talking about till now. It's been quite a few days since, since that happened. And we still see many, many people talking about it, probably still Formula One discussing about it. And we are seeing right now maybe the consequences the, the, of, of, what, of what happened and of course the different opinions that people may have. It is clear what happened. Uh, at the start, Max Verstappen, well, first of all, let's take into account that Max Verstappen did an amazing job at the sprint race, starting from second and finishing first. Then, during the race on Sunday, he had a really good start, and during the first few corners, uh, he just defended from Lewis Hamilton, and he was doing it correctly, but then in that, but then in that corner that there's a lot of speed, uh, a corner where one of the fastest one, not only in the circuit, but in the whole Formula One calendar in general, close to Maggots and Beckett's. In that corner in particular, we all know what happens. Hamilton tried to move over the inside, while Max Verstappen was already turning in that corner. But in the end, yes, the, the contact happened and the crash was like so, so big, really a, a big crash then right into the wall. Uh, in fact, it was a 51G impact, which means that, you, well, with that you can, you can imagine how strong the, the impact was. Plus, it is important to take into account that a 51G impact is usually one of the strongest crashes. And usually that means that, the, that, it's good, that it goes over the limit of the car. So going over the limit of a Formula 1 car, crashing at 300 kilometers per hour, well, it is a big deal, definitely. And again, as I said on the last podcast, and I will still say it again, fortunately, nothing happened to Max. Uh, he, the only thing is, well, he went to the hospital in order for a checkup, but that's all really. Then he went away from there. Again, fortunately, nothing happened to him, but I think the consequences could have been much worse. Now, yes, there are a lot of people who are still talking about, well, did Lewis Hamilton deserved that penalty was it enough or not i think that there have been similar situations where drivers could get i mean in some sense in some way it is normal to get this kind of let's say context this kind of incidents between rivals especially when they are fighting for the for something so big like the drivers championship we have seen it many times before in fact in the last podcast i made an example of 
Ayrton Senna and Alan Prost. Similar situations all over and over. However, it is true that there have been similar situations or even the kind of situations that were less severe and the penalties were bigger. So, you know, that's maybe the reason why people are complaining about it. What's more, let's take this into account. A 10 second penalty for any driver, yes, it could be a big deal because it is very difficult to recover. But for someone like Lewis Hamilton, who has the, the most competitive car as well, and with Max Verstappen out of the race, well, those 10 second penalties, I think we knew from the very beginning that that penalty wasn't going to make much of an impact to him or, or to the team or to his race in general. In fact, you saw what happened. He made the first pit stop uh, before the, uh, the first half of the race. Um, and yes, after a pit stop, he was around f in fourth or fifth position. But then he just recovered and two laps before the end, he was able to overtake Charles Leclerc in order to get the first place and in the end get the victory. Um, so you, you see that the penalty just in his case was the same as nothing. Again, wasn't going to make much of an impact. So that's also another reason why many people are complaining. And, uh, and the other reason that people are also complaining a lot, also uh, the Red Bull driver Max Verstappen complained a lot about it, is about the, mostly about the celebrations that Hamilton had during the, well, after the race actually, uh, before the podium uh, and during and after the podium. Uh, the fact that he celebrated like he won uh, the world championship and everything, a lot of people are, are saying that. And the thing is that many people, including Max Verstappen, thought that it was completely disrespectful what, what he did, the way he celebrated, and the fact that he never mentioned Max during the, the interview or during the team radio after the race. Uh, the fact that he also met people mentioned the, the, that he never apologized and and all those stuff, and all those situations kept creating a big controversy. And again, as I mentioned before, a controversy that keeps going now to, to this day after a few days. Now, really, th this is mostly what, I, what I'm saying right now. It is important to take, into, to take it into account for everyone who is listening. What I'm saying right now is mostly stating the opinion from, from a lot of people. Uh, again, there are people who may agree with this and many people who not. That's why it is completely debatable and that's why at the same time many people don't agree with it or, or do and again at the same time it, it is why it is considered a controversy. What I can tell you whether you may agree or not or whether may I agree or not with it the, what, what I can really tell you, what is clear here, is that this controversy will definitely be one of the, one of the most, probably one of the most historic events this season, a, a, a certain situation that everyone is going to remember after this season, and not only after this season, actually in a few years to come, people are still going to remember the rivalry between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, that let's hope it lasts actually more than one season, and they are also going to remember these kind of situations, these kind of crashes. Now, now, what I wonder is, what's going to happen next? What are going to be the consequences inside the track between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton? And when I say what are, what's going to happen next, I mean what is going to happen in, well, this week and not the next one in the Hungarian Grand Prix. Is Max Verstappen going to take revenge 
will he be extremely upset and do something similar? Or what exactly? I doubt that he will forget it, clearly, but maybe, maybe he could do something similar, or just maybe he could pay more attention to the moves that Lewis Hamilton makes uh, and, ma and create, and I'm talking about both drivers and both teams, they could create a more a strategic, um, like more strategic race, let's say. And that could be very interesting, the strategy that they could develop after this and knowing what could happen inside the track and based on what could happen inside the track, what could be the biggest consequences after that. So again, I think that it is a very interesting topic to talk about. Again, it is going to be remembered this crash and this race, and even the rivalry is going to be remembered in history as many others, as they are, as they are hardly fighting, well, they, they are fighting really hard for the driver's championship and also for the Constructors' Championship as well. So it reminds us of how good it is to have close rivalries for, for the championship, something that we didn't have for a few years now. Um, I guess this is just the beginning, honestly. This is just the beginning because Max Verstappen is still a young driver who has a bright future ahead uh, because next year is the beginning of a new era. Maybe, you never know, in the rivalry, there could be another driver involved you just never know but again what it is true is that this will remain in the history books of formula one as another great robbery whether you prefer someone to win or the other one so now what we based on what we on what i just said and the controversy now what are the consequences of the results for the championships all right because clearly the uh, Lewis Hamilton winning the race and Max Verstappen ha having to retire at, at that first lap, as we all know, had consequences for the for both the drivers and constructors championship. And as you may imagine, before the race actually started, the Red Bull driver was 33 points ahead in the in the drivers championship from the seven times world champion, and now after the race, he's just eight points ahead. Yes, he's still ahead. He has a good advantage. That maybe before the that maybe at the beginning of the season we weren't going to think that there was going to be that that big advantage, but it was clearly reduced. So that's why it's very interesting to to see what's going to happen next in the Hungarian Grand Prix, and also on the side of the constructors' championship, the Red Bull team were also more than 40 points ahead that, compared to the to the Mercedes and still the world champions, but now the gap was reduced to just four points. All right, that's so little, especially considering that both drivers, that the, that the four drivers, two of Mercedes and two of Red Bull, are contributing to that championship. So clearly here, you can see that the gap was reduced by Mercedes. And it is, and clearly here, it is very unpredictable to actually determine who could win both championships. We still have more than half a season left. If I'm not wrong, 13 races left. So... That's why anything can happen, really. Anything can happen between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton for the Drivers' Championship and between their teams, Red Bull and Mercedes, for the Constructors' Championship. And now changing the topic a little bit and getting away from what was Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Red Bull, Mercedes, we have to talk about Ferrari. Exactly. What do I think about the performance that we saw from Ferrari last Sunday at the Silverstone Grand Prix? 
Well, I definitely, th I definitely think that it was excellent. On the one hand, let's start with Carlos Sainz. He had a very difficult sprint race after getting, getting that contact with George Russell, but he was able to, but he went from last place to 11th, and which was an amazing way to recover from him. And clearly that, that created a positive impact on the race. Then on the race, he did an amazing job as well. In, in fact, there was one moment where he was second place. Unfortunately, Ferrari had a, a big mistake on the pit stop that his stop was actually very long, and that's why he lost a few places. But in the end, he finished P6, which is a good result. It could have been better, of course, if it wasn't for the pit stop. But still, I think getting, a si getting sixth place, especially from where he started and where he was at the sprint race, definitely it is a, a good performance. And after all, if you think about it, strong points for him and for the team. And then you have Charles Leclerc. What can I tell you? He was voted as the driver of the day. He he did, he drove a perfect, almost a perfect race. He probably the best one of this season, getting his first podium of the season as well. And he also dealt with a lot of uh, difficulties. For example, when he was uh, leading the race, that was around one second ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Then he had he started having problems with the engine. Uh, that fortunately, then they were solved immediately. But it wasn't, but you can imagine how difficult it is to deal with those situations. Being in first place, having someone like Lewis Hamilton behind in a much faster car. And also you can, you can add the fact that someone like Leclerc is having problems with their engine. Yeah, it is a very difficult situation to deal with, but he did it perfectly. And he led 50 laps. In the end, we all know that uh, two laps before the end, he was overtaken by the Mercedes driver, seven times world champion, and he finished second. But still, I think it is a strong result. He was disappointed. That's right. He, he said that at the team radio at the end of the race. But still, I think uh, second place, it is a really good result. 18 points that he gets for him and for the team. And probably much better to what he thought. But still, not only the race was strong, but also the, the whole weekend in general was really strong. He qualified before on, on Friday and then finished the sprint race on that same place. So again, practically, practically a, a perfect race. He, was, he wasn't just a part of the rest that he has been over the past year. He was a part of the, of the leading driver. Uh, a part of the, let's say he was part of the leading drivers with the Mercedes, with Red Bull. So I think that's, that was a very positive uh, weekend for Charles Leclerc and for Ferrari in general. And it will be very interesting to see what they can do uh, next weekend at the Hungarian Grand Prix. And apart from talking about the, the performance from Ferrari, we also have to talk about uh, the performance from McLaren, their biggest rivals this season. And yeah, the same that I said with Ferrari, I will say with McLaren. They, they did a really good job by finishing P4 and P5. Uh, again, very important points for both championships. And, you know, McLaren keeps getting better and better. Uh, not only each year, but also this season as well. They are getting better, better and better, scoring a lot of points. Their car with the Mercedes engine um, improved a lot, really. And I definitely think that the future looks bright for, for the teams. Uh, for the team and for the drivers that are involved here. It is definitely a really interesting project, the one that we are seeing 
from McLaren, the one that we have been seeing from McLaren since 2019 probably. So definitely, again, it is lovely to see McLaren back in these positions. And I'm sure that in the near future, they could be fighting again for podiums, for more podiums and for race wins, which is exactly what is still left. And also, yes, Lando Norris finished in fourth position. We know that he's having an amazing season, the only driver to score in every single race. He also has uh, 15 races where he finishes inside the top 10, this in done consecutive. And the fact that he has done that, it is great. He became the driver with most uh, consecutive finishes in that way, becoming the, the, the biggest one in the history, really. The, the longest one, actually. Nobody has ever done that. So the fact that Lando Norris accomplished that in, a, in such a legendary team like McLaren, then that's definitely very interesting. And again, 12 points for that fourth place that are extremely important. And it also seems that his teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, is getting adapted to the car as well. His results just show it, really. He finished P5. He had a really, really good qualifying, qualifying session on Friday and a really good sprint race on Saturday. And I definitely think that this result could be very helpful, not only to the team, but also to him in order to boost his confidence. We know that he, it has been quite difficult for him to get adapted to the car. We saw a few races where he got strong results, for example, that's at the Spanish Grand Prix or even the French Grand Prix. But then later in the following race, he would go down again. Uh, but this time, it seems that he could do it better. And this is the second race in a row where he has a great, not only a great performance, but also a great result. And again, that's why I would say that it will be very positive for him. And that's why I always insist that the future looks bright for Ricciardo and McLaren and the relationship keeps going stronger. And I really can imagine uh, a potential end of the season. Still, there's a lot left, but I, I can potentially see a really good end of the season for Ricciardo. And he's confident for next year. So definitely next year, and especially because it's a new era, he could absolutely kill it. He could perfectly be one of the strongest drivers. We still have to wait for that. There's a lot left, a lot to improve and a lot to see from, from him and from other drivers. But the, the, the possibility is there and I think he definitely has the potential and the team as well to give him a competitive car that, such as the one that he's getting and even a more competitive one for, for the last half of the season and next year. And we also have to talk about something, another interesting topic now getting a little bit away from Ferrari and McLaren, going back with the leaders, with the Mercedes and Red Bull. But instead of talking about Hamilton and Verstappen, what about talking about their teammates, Valtteri Bottas and Sergio Perez? What do I think about their race? Well, let's start with the Mercedes driver, Valtteri Bottas. He finished P3, another podium for him in this season and in his career in, in McLaren, in, sorry, Mercedes. Uh, another strong result, not only for him, but also for, for the team in general, a, a, really, a really important one. But I feel that he's, he feels so absent because he finished far behind Leclerc and Hamilton. Once again, he had to obey team orders, uh, which is again not the first time that this happened. This has been happening since he made his debut in Mercedes back in 2017. 
So clearly, there is a lot left from Bottas. I feel that we could see more, definitely. Especially this season where he had a really tough beginning. It seems that now he's recovering little by little. But we have to see more from him, honestly. And it, and it is becoming very difficult for him to overtake as well. Uh, which is something that should be taken into account for him, for the team, in order to find a way to improve and to make more overtakes in case it is necessary. And after all, try to be a little bit closer to, to his teammate. N not because he will win the championship or something like that. In fact, the possibilities are really, really low. But at least to get closer, at least to... I don't know, get, be able to get a, a stronger results. I, I remember that last season he would always finish at least in second place, but now after 10 races he only f finished second to one, only once. So that's why I think he could improve, and that's why I feel that he's a little bit absent from, from there. But again, anything can happen from now on. And what about Max Verstappen's teammate, Sergio Perez? Another tough weekend, really. A really tough weekend. Not only for finishing P16, even though he got the fastest lap, but uh, it was a really tough weekend. He, his qualifying session could have been better, but then the big problem here was the sprint race. He was fighting for, if I'm not wrong, fifth place. Yes, he was fighting for fifth place against Alonso, against Lando Norris, even Ricciardo, who was behind him. But then, after making the exit of Magots and Beckett already in, turn, in Sector 3, he made a huge mistake and he lost control of the car. Luckily, he didn't hit the wall, but after that, he, he was just in last place. He retired from the sprint race, being the only driver who actually retired from that race. He started from the pit lane, and even though he recovered a few positions and everything, Still, it was not enough. He couldn't find the pace. He lost a lot of time with many drivers in order to overtake them. And the strategy provided by Red Bull, as I mentioned on the other podcast, wasn't the best as well. They started with the hard tires. And I don't know why his pit stop was so early. It was even before lap 20. Uh, the same one that compared to those drivers who started with medium tires. So also the strategy wasn't effective this time from, from Red Bull. But yes, yeah, Sergio Perez could do nothing and even after the second pit stop he after well he was p16 and that's all really he even finished behind uh nicolas latifi kimi raikkonen and i'm not saying that it, it is wrong because those drivers are shouldn't finish ahead of sergio Perez. i'm just saying that that shouldn't happen because sergio has apart from the fact that he's having a much better season he also has a much competitive car and also, Red Bull needed the result, a good result more than ever, now that Verstappen was out of the race. So, and it didn't happen. So that's why the gap between Red Bull and Mercedes in the Constructors' Championship was reduced as well. Again, not putting all the fault on him, clearly, but it was a tough race, that is for sure. And now, in order to change the topic, we are going to talk about the last thing, this will be very short. Based on everything that we talked about, the results, that we saw during this race. Now, I wonder what everybody must be wondering right now. The standings, what are the standings in the Drivers' Championship after this Silverstone Grand Prix? And how will it impact on the following race? Well, the impact, it is clear. Uh, maybe we can see something similar to the Silverstone Grand Prix in Hungary, or maybe not. 
you you just don't you just don't know but the standings are the following one as i mentioned before max verstappen in first place with 185 points while lewis hamilton is, is still in second place but with 177 points clearly those extra 25 points were really useful then this is great lando norris regained third position in that driver's championship now he has 113 points Patrick Bottas is fourth Sergio Perez is fifth now uh, after this tough weekend as I just mentioned a few seconds ago then after the amazing weekend Charles Leclerc is still in sixth place but he definitely has way more points now 80 in total more than last season which is interesting as well and then Carlos Sainz his teammate is in seventh place with 68 points there's a big difference now in the championship between the Ferrari drivers. Then the other McLaren driver, Daniel Ricciardo, is 8th with 50 points. Peter Gasly in ninth place after a tough race where he finished P11 at the Silverstone Grand Prix. And Sebastian Vettel with the Aston Martin in 10th place with just 30 points. Those are the driver's standings. I Let's see how different they are going to be for the after the Hungarian Grand Prix. I think what everybody really wonders right now is, are these standings in the Drivers' Championship going to be similar after the Hungarian Grand Prix or not? Well, that's, that's an interesting question that will be answered next week, really. So, well, this was the end of the podcast. This was the end of the post-race analysis of the 2021 Silverstone Grand Prix. I hope you enjoyed it. And make sure to let me know what you thought about it. And as I always say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast.